Coxie's having a yarn cause he's got nothing better to do Coxie's having a yarn and one day he might have one with you Hello and welcome back to another episode of Have a Yarn With Me. I am your host Aaron Gox and we have a very special guest here. Not that the others aren't special, but this one's very special. <laughs> um, comedian and all-round legend, Greg Sully Sullivan. Thanks for coming on, Greg. Oh, thanks for having me, Goxie. Um, Is it okay if I call you Goxie? Do people call I would, you Aaron? I would love that. I, I get both. I get. A, um, I love Aaron as well. Uh, yeah. No, I shouldn't say love. I don't love it. <laughs> I like it because it's like it is my name. But I do get asked that, and it's nice. Nice to have the courtesy to ask. Yeah. What about you? Should I go, Greg or Sully? I I, I don't mind or either, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't mind either. It is funny how us as people we are we we can be a little bit picky with titles and yeah. Yeah, I find it helpful though because I used to uh, I used to smoke a lot of pot so. I can, and, you know, I used to, you know, uh, there's more people know me than I know them. Hmm. And sometimes I forget people that I do know or I should know. Yeah. Because of past drug use. And um, depending on what they call me helps me place, Mm. uh, you know, where I met them in my life, you know, if they... If they use my uni nickname, then I kind of know. If they use my high school nickname, yeah, I kind of go, oh, this this is someone I should know. Um, yeah, but yeah, if they use my and then there's like parents will use the full name when yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, well, um, you know, you want to know a funny one? My I haven't done so many drugs that <laughs> I've forgotten my mum. Like I will know <laughs> she doesn't have to use my yeah. full name. But talking about being picky and and slight differences. So my dad, he's Official name is Michael, but he goes by Mike. Yeah, but, but um, never Mick. Well, that's it's interesting you say that. So that's what I want to talk about. So he do, he's retired now, but at, at his job that he was with for a long time, the receptionist did up business cards. This is showing how yeah. long ago it is. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even feel like business cards now. I had but business it, cards, but she put she put Mick on it, and he oh. hated that because it, it can actually it's a few letters, but it can change your whole. Like Mick sound a bit rougher, tougher. Yeah, I Mick. I'm not going into business with Mick. Yeah, I want Mike. Yeah, give me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting. I haven't seen him get worked up about many things, but he was upset about that. Yeah, and and also, I think it was also because she was blasé about it, where she was like, whatever, and he's like, it mean it means something to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also had, um, thankfully, I'm. Um, Mostly over it, but I had bad depression, um, as you know, with battling mental things. Yeah, well, it's a constant battle, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. think you're, you say you're over it, but anyway. But my thing was, which is real, my thing that was really silly was, yeah, I'm known by Goxy, and someone who was just calling me Gox, who sh- shouldn't have been. Oh, I won't say who it was, but they were. Yeah, I know. Supposed to never be. liked him. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Let's say they were supposed to be working for me. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like a manager time, yeah. But anyway, but that's that's why it's one letter. But it, it, for me, and you know when you're depressed, yeah. everything's magnified, the silliest little thing. Oh, yeah. And like it's, it's one letter, but I took such offense to it because I was like, well, that's you the- don't even know me. You, no yeah. one calls me just Gox, you know? Well, that's the, th- that's the difficult thing in show business is that we, so many of us come from 
um, you know, to have that, to have that desire for attention, and and you know the the a lot of us come from sort of not everyone a lot some people come from you know absolutely functional families but a lot of us come from dysfunctional families and mm. and management and agency stuff you know it is technically we hire an agent or a manage manager to mm. to help our careers and we pay them a part of our income but it gets really tricky gets codependent and um there's conflicts of interests and um and power dynamics and it can feel like if you're not with the right agency or management it can feel like they spend 90 percent of their time giving you the impression that you work for them rather yeah. than the other way around. I mean, ideally, you should be working with each other in order to make each other money and, yeah. and, and grow each other's careers, you know. Um, but it's difficult because a lot, of us, a lot of us in show business aren't neurotypical and the reason that we have management is because we, uh, you know, the, there's social stuff that we might not be good with or there might be yeah. organisational stuff that we, we, mm. we're we just not capable of doing well, because of the brains. An, it's an actual skill, yeah. that side of it. And our skills should be performing, being creative, yeah. not and, dotting and, the I's and crossing the T's. And there's an actual difference in brain um, makeup between mm. people who excel at uh, creative stuff and people who excel at that other stuff and mm. and and I understand from the point of view of the uh, agent or management when you're dealing with someone who's late and disorganized and you know often I guess um, uh, moody or uh, hard to work with it can feel like you know um, you're you're the boss you know it puts you in a power dynamic yeah. where you're the boss you know. Yeah. But really, you should have, ideally, you should have respect for each other and, and each other's talents and yeah and the efforts that each person's making, you know. Yeah. So, Sully, I just wanted to um, paint a picture for listeners for, um, you know, like we've um, performed together a lot over the years. Yeah. But, um, some, you know, some of these words you, you can be a bit cringy to throw around, but when, yeah. I, when I start, you're, a, you're an institution. <laughs> I know that's... Uh, is, People talk about backhanded I'm, things. Is that just one of those words that, like, they're not? It's not a great thing to be I called. I am very much like an institution <laughs> in that mentally. Well, I always thought an institution is something me. that's just you've always known it to be there. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. So coming through, um, you're doing um, radio, yeah. and um, you're a radio star in Brisbane. I think the star, the word star, gets thrown around a lot, but yeah. I'm willing to call you a star, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, and. Probably weren't gigging much when I started, but no. um, here and there. But yeah, I, I really held you up on a, on a higher pedestal. And then, not a, so as a performer, I held you on a higher pedestal. But then I meet you and, and you're lovely, oh, which is great. You. And it's awkward to talk about. But um, and I'm not going to name any names, but some veterans can have a little bee in their bonnet, can be... Uh, little bit bitter about things haven't haven't gone how they wanted if you know what yeah. you know what I'm talking about don't yeah, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so I, I, I love that like yes you're a funny guy you were um, working in the media but also um, you're you know and it, like 
it wasn't every like you were lovely to most people, but I think you also knew um, people who are a little bit funny, a little bit different. Yeah, you sort of took them under your wing as well. I think so. I think um, yeah, that period when you started, I was you know had little. My kids were little, and um, the radio stuff was just so full on. Yeah, and uh, so. Like you and Henry uh, and Damien Power, yeah, and, and yeah, Mel Buttle, there's and, a and uh, Greg, yeah, there's a bit of a group come through together yeah, at a similar time, yeah, yeah, around that time. And I sort of when I started back doing, you know, going to open mics and stuff, these all you guys and you know and Mel um, and mm. various other women had gotten through to being you know really good and funny and uh, and then mm. i hadn't that was the first time in the brisbane scene when when a sort of a a class or a group of people had come through and um it was obvious who was going to be able to make it as a pro and i hadn't sort of seen the that sort of process you know where mm. the people who start out and aren't gonna continue yeah. on sort of fall by the way yeah because you'd um I've heard you speak before about sort of the, again, it's a bit of a cringy word, but like the history or, or the background of the Brisbane sort of industry yeah. and circuit. And, you know, it's not like some other cities have been going a little bit longer. It's like a little bit of a late starter. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, there's been, there's been people being funny on stage everywhere in the country mm. for... Um, it's yeah. just whether... You had to go to a strip club to perform, or yeah, like yeah, not properly yeah. set up as comedy. Yeah. yeah, and it was, and it, you know, it was the. Um, I do remember using you as a guide for like you've got to get out and about on the road because. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it was it Dolby you'd come from, yeah. down from for gigs? And these yeah, are, yeah, and that's like five minute spots, or you yeah, know, I'd, I'd catch the bus and it'd take four hours, and I'd do a five minute spot, and then I'd sleep on. Um, Kathy Knox's uh, floor, my best friend's sister, I'd sleep on her floor, uh, and um, and then I'd catch the bus home the next day. Yeah, awesome. Do a five minute. Well, that sort of takes. Uh, I've probably skipped ahead bit here because on this pod I'm supposed to sort of follow the guest journey. But yeah. So you, uh, do you want to go back to the very early years? Um, yes. What we, what we often call, say, like your, your stomping ground or your, your roots or whatever. I grew up in a, um, on a wheat farm uh, west of Toowoomba, uh, in between Toowoomba and Dolby. Um, and there was a, a school, a little tiny one-teacher, one-room school at the end of my farm, um, so our farm was um, just under a thousand acres. So is that just because uh, I'm always intrigued by that? Obviously, distance plays a big part. Like you have to just go to what's in the area. Yeah. But so was there no other schools nearby or? Um, um it was um it was very very close and if, like because I had three siblings still do luckily uh, I have three siblings and there was a time when. Because the the school did close a, the year one year after I finished. Because the year that I f- I was in year seven, I think the year that I was in year six and seven, because um, back in that day primary school went up to year seven. Um, I was you know there was only seven kids in the school, yeah, the whole school, so. Um, and then they went on for another year with four kids and then they, they closed it down. 
Um, but those, those schools are great because I've just gotten my um, ADD diagnosis um, about a month ago. Mm. Um, and... I th- and, you know, I did quite well in school, got a, a scholarship to go to uni and I, I don't think I would have been able to be in that situation and if I hadn't had the kind of attention that you got in those schools. Yeah. Also, because I was bright, I would be able to either sit with the kids uh, in, you know, the grades higher than me or or um, or I would be able to kind of sit with the little kids and help them with their work um and that kind of kept me engaged and, yeah um i think if i was in a big if i was in a big school with a lot of kids I, th- I don't think i would have done as well as i did yeah well that's interesting because um such a small school it's almost like is it like one kid per grade or like yeah yeah i was lucky there was um two other kids in my grade belinda and dale and they um because, yeah. Like, yeah, it makes me think of, like, if, if say, there's, what is it, like a seven-kid school? Is every, how does it work for yeah. who's learning what? And yeah. Well, that, that, it was great because they were my friends because they had to be, you know. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a weird person. Yeah. Like, I've got a lot of autistic mm. traits and but sometimes, traits. But sometimes, yeah, I was going to say, when the numbers of where you are are smaller... In terms of people, that kind of, you can use that to justify why you're like a bit of an outsider or a bit lonely. Whereas, like, I was in big, I was a weird dude, but I was in schools that had 120 people in the grade or more. Yeah, and that can make you feel even more lonely. Well, that it's was like, the thing because, like, because I'm like, why don't I have friends? There's yeah. 300 people here. I was in primary school. I had two friends, and then I went to high school where there was. You know, mm. 150, 200 kids, and I, I ended up with two friends. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you about get used how, to it. Yeah, that's yeah. about how many people. No, yeah. well, that's just how many people were as nerdy as I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have a choice. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like whereas I'm, I had heaps of people, but I was being too picky as well. I'm like, yeah. I like these weird subgenres of music. Yeah, yeah. And I'd go to these gigs by myself, like ska punk and stuff, and like. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I didn't have any friends because I'm doing weird things that no one, everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay, so I guess, um, you know, this is a, a overly asked question too, but it's like, were, were you like a class clown or when did you find you a bit a, funny, I was a bit of class, a funny guy, yeah? I was the class acrobat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Physical um, humour, yeah. Yeah, no, I was... Um, I was very, you know, I was very rule abiding. I was very, um, I still am. I like, I'm, I'm just very, I don't like conflict. I'd like to be, uh, you know, I was always the kid who was, had his hand up before the question was finished being asked. You know, mm. I was a real, I was a really unlikable kid. <laughs> <laughs> but when, if it was. But so- you, like, because you're a thoughtful guy, but it's just like you trying to work out how to channel it right well in a sanctioned setting like if it was okay then i was a massive show-off so like end of year plays and and you know doing drama at at high school Mm. um then yeah i was absolutely off the chain but if it was if it was a situation where um it you know it wasn't like i wasn't ever a 
like a troublemaker or a, or a, or a smart ass or anything like that. Yeah. And I was my older brother Paul um, had been through the school and he was a big guy and um, and the the big kids when I went to year eight had been kind of a bit frightened of him. Mm. So luckily they kind of left me alone <laughs> um, because so, um, because and and my big sister, you know, everyone loved her. She was the um, you know she was yeah. the, the the harvest festival queen and all of that. So I was able to coast um, a bit. But yeah, I, there was a period where there was a year where I had no friends, and it f- felt like forever when it happened. Mm. But um, looking back, you know. But my- also there's a thing in life of like not knowing any different. So if your first experience, like from a young age, that's all you knew was to live. Like you, it's not like you'd been dragged from the city out to the no. country. You know? No, 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 that's true. And, you know. Um, and, and like I if you were to go and live there now, you might go crazy. Like- <laughs> well, I have a different accent now. Than the people I grew up around yeah. because, you know, the mother of my kids, she's from Adelaide and she went to a private school uh, in Adelaide. So she speaks differently and I just hung out with her for so much, for yeah. so long. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have the same accent as the people I grew up around. Was I, there any expectations living in that area of like, who you should be, you know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, there's something I offer because I'm, I've always lived in the suburbs of the city, so I don't know about like. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know what the the things you just feel from like sort of. I was, you know, like masculinity. And yeah, like, I was never masculine enough. Um, part of the um part of the being on the autism spectrum is um, I just found out this word. It's called lack of proprioception, which means sort of a mouthful. Uh, I know. Um, it just means being uncoordinated. Mm. And um, so, you know, I was uncoordinated. And, uh, you know, like w- when I was growing up, it was just you were a nerd and mm. unco. Um, and Well, can I just ask you something then? Because I, I feel a lot of similarities to you. And then I got a bit depressed from feeling a little bit useless of like, because my dad was very yeah. handy a lot of guys I knew were getting trades and yeah. things. So then when the comedy started doing well, it was I felt great because it's like I, I feel like I've got a use oh, yeah. to make people laugh and be Oh, happy. absolutely. Like in a, in a in an earlier time I would have been a priest or something or a or a monk or yeah. something where, you know, because it doesn't matter if no one wants yeah. to fuck you, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and you know, you read books and you talk about <laughs> shit, you know. Like um uh but um yeah, I, I didn't fit in at all. I still don't really fit in. Um, I never, you know, I, I never played footy or anything like that. I, I was very uncoordinated. I had, um, I was born with all sorts of problems with my legs and my back, which meant that it was difficult for me to walk around without my legs sort of. And what about um, with the up? farm? Was there an expectation to like work, work on it? Or? No, my brother was a very like he was really good at the farm stuff, and um, so you're just he like was, he'll 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 look after it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, he'll be the farm guy. I'll be the. Yeah, they went. Oh, we've got a guy who's going to be on the farm, farm, and it's good that you don't want to be on the farm. Cause but even that, that within family, because like I always had this thing of like 
I'm the stuff up and my sister's doing well. Like, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of like jealousy and stuff. Yeah, well, my brother, um, like he's very um, different than me. He's, um, you know, he had dyslexia and still does, I guess. Um, and, you know, back then it was sort of like, oh, well, you're just an idiot, you know. Sure. But he's a really smart guy. He's had a really great career um doing really difficult things like spatially he's great he can fix things he can Mm. and um he's done all sorts of amazing things um working on um you know mining sites and all that well autism is almost like having blind spots in some areas and then other areas like really handy at things but yeah yeah just not often the useful things in life no no because i'm like can't do this, I can't do that. I'll make you a list of the top movies of 1998, or <laughs> the top bands of 1999 or something, you know? Yeah, oh, look, and it's, and it's very socially um, disabling too because if I get onto one of my areas of special interest, I have to be very careful that, you know, I, people's eyes glaze over and they lose the will to live and stuff, hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and, like, you know, I'm old now and I've had a long time of trying to, and I say to people these days, look, you know, I'm obviously spectrumy, you know, I'm on yeah. the autism spectrum. And they go, I didn't, you know, you don't strike me as someone on the autism mm. spectrum. But that's because I've, uh, you know, but if you'd met me when I was 15, mm. you would have gone, oh, for sure that kid's yeah. on the spectrum. Yeah. And that's the beauty of comedy is that it's, it is a like sort of like a, a place if you're a bit odd or a bit weird, it, it can... People can get their happiness out of it. Oh, absolutely. But then it sucks when you find out there is all these guys who are doing well because they've so switched on and they've... Yeah. Like, but yeah. I, I get reassured by people, which is lovely that they want to make me feel better, but they'll say, like, you do what you do. Like, we know it's a bit rough around the edges. And yeah, yeah. But you do feel like you're falling behind all the guys who are like, Oh. can make everything slick and oh i just had this moment where i was i was doing a show uh it was a, a a pg show and there was this kid in the audience she was really smart um 10 years old and uh and she just kept talking at me during the <laughs> show um not heckling just sort of as if it was a conversation and i was just sort of you know, after a few times, like all throughout the show, she'd say something and I'd just respond and I wasn't upset with her or angry yeah. at all. And then right at the end, I said, look, um, before you, you know, does your mum, before you go to school, does your mum give you tablets? <laughs> and uh, and she said, oh, yeah, I have ADD, yeah, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not on my meds at the moment. <laughs> and... Um, and she, there was no shame in her at all, mm. and 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 it was really nice. And then I I went because I'd just gotten my diagnosis, and I got that kid's ten. She's known, she's had a diagnosis longer than I have, mm. and and yeah, there was. What I've realised is that I was someone. I was like. Uh, I've lived most of my life like a guy with one leg mm. who's just just going, why are you not winning that race? 
yeah. why are you not winning that foot race? <laughs> and and I've just found out, oh, you've only got one leg. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing fine. You were going real fast for a one-legged guy. You yeah. Know? And, um, you know, so there's a bit of sadness about that. But also, I don't know, you know, it's a bit of a, would I have attempted to do the stuff that I've attempted to do and failed at? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, would I have entered into a relationship and had kids? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've failed. I was definitely very difficult to live with. Um, and I suspect maybe, you know, living with a woman is not, you know, it's not something that is good for me or a woman that I choose to live with. Yeah. Just because of how I am. Yeah. Well, like, um, but, I, you know, I have my kids and I love them and they <laughs> love me, you know, so, you know. One of my, um, comedian friends in Melbourne, we we talk about this sort of stuff where, like, these are the f- mistakes we make in life, and like this is why we're hard to live with, and yeah, and it's one of the hard things is being self aware, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, but it's better than not being. Yeah, like, oh, obviously, I, like it's um, well, you know, talking about autism and stuff like that is, I spent sort of my first half of my life. Denying it, yeah. which I guess is part of being a rebellious teenager. Yeah. And it was bad enough, but because I'm like into like punk and Michael Moore and stuff, I yeah. was like, you can't put a label on me. And like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then it becomes where well, you've had so many fuck ups in life that it's like, okay, yeah, something's wrong with me. Yeah. I, or, or even that's harsh language to use, but. I'm, just I'm different. different. I'm yeah. different. Yeah. Shouldn't say wrong with, but um, I mean it is when you break it down. But well, the way that society's currently yeah. set up doesn't necessarily yeah. work well for me. Yeah. Um, well, it's almost. I know it's like this is a bit of a stretch, but it's it's like when I say wrong with, it's like this is what people who live a normal life live like this, and yeah, yeah I I totally get the um, look. I have friends who really rebel against any kind of labeling, and I get their point, and I respect that. Hmm. Um, I'm labeling them in my mind, but yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't think that they should accept any labels if they don't feel like it's necessary for them. But hmm. from my point of view, like. Every time that I've, you know, in my long, you know, I was suicidal for... Well, yeah, well, sometimes it's like, it's, it's not that you use it to get out of um, responsibility, but it's like, hey, you know that time when I was insufferable? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I wasn't trying to be a prick, it was... Yeah, yeah. I was... Because even I've, I know, like, I'm socially awkward, I can give it, give signs of, like, a, in, in a thing that I don't care, or I yeah. don't want to be there... Yeah. When it's not even true, like I do, but I, like those are the, I just struggle with the correct body language or yeah. saying yeah. the right thing at the right time. Or I've had like when my voice sounds sarcastic, yeah. I didn't even mean it to be. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone everyone has those moments, but w- you know if it's if it's if it's all the time and and it's at a level that you know, is beyond what other people mm. have. You know, like people would say, if it rises to the level of pathology, like that's... Yeah. Um, yeah, from my point of view, like, 
so I was suicidal for a really long time and I just had constant stream of negative thoughts and then going to a psychiatrist and acknowledging my, uh, you know, childhood trauma yeah. just changed that. It, 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 um, it, in, it changed everything like, yeah. And, um, and, you know, and, and to go from, you know, just a constant stream of your shit, you should kill yourself to not thinking that way anymore. Yeah. Feels pretty miraculous. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that I was using drugs all the time and I couldn't stop, even though I wanted to, because they'd sort of stopped working and having negative consequences in my life, acknowledging that I was one of the people who couldn't stop and getting help from other people who realized that they couldn't stop, yeah. that was, that helped me. Yeah. So labeling myself that way helped me a lot. And, and, you know, when I stopped taking drugs, a lot of the stuff that I thought was just me was just because I was a, a you know, a stoner or I was off chops on um, mm. prescription opiates. Um, one, you know, after years of, of, of not taking any drugs or alcohol and still, and still certain things, like a lot of things got a lot better. It's definitely became yeah. much more functional in my life, but there were certain things that just didn't get better. Mm. And then I thought, oh, I've got to look into this. And then, you know, getting, getting the diagnosis of, you know, the 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 um the the autism spectrum traits that I have and the and the ADHD traits that I have just yeah tick so many boxes you know mm. and um and I, you know I like I people are surprised when I talk about ADHD because a I've been a fat I'm a fat guy I've always been a fat guy mm. and b I you know I I did well in school but. <laughs> Um, but these things aren't that simple, you know. I'll tell someone I'm shy and they'll say, but you do comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. they don't all mi match up. No. I'm like, I want to be a funny guy. That doesn't mean I'm like the like, look at me part of it. Or Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten so much better at being able to talk to people just through constant Maybe, exposure you know, yeah. over years. But yeah, when I was... The great thing about being funny is that you it allows you to be in a situation and you have control because like when you're making someone else laugh mm. they're not in control of the situation you yeah, are yeah and it's very you feel very safe yeah. and if you can just go from place to place making people laugh then you know what you need to do in order to get people to feel okay with you and then if you spend so much of your youth doing that and you and you've switched on intellectually then you go oh i could probably do this professionally yeah yeah and then um and doing and being a professional comedian is very safe you've got a microphone you've got lights mm -hmm. most of the time you're doing shows where people are there because they want to laugh yeah and if you've been out in the wild making strangers laugh um for you know 10 years then then getting the microphone and um and 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 that focused attention it 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 it's um 
you know, it's it's not harder. It's actually mm. easier, and and the laughter is bigger, and it's more of a more of an adrenaline rush. Yeah. A, a well, yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, um, you know, like obviously comedians are all come in all different shapes and looks and whatever. Yeah. But the one thing that seems to connect us is just that we do love to hear the laughter of people. Yeah. And even though it's funny, you sometimes. Do you see the modesty thing where people like I remember when that raw comedy used to be on TV people yeah. would be like oh my mate signed me up like acting as if they it was all an accident or <laughs> yeah. it's like mate you know you're funny like, <laughs> you don't just stumble onto a stage and pick up a <laughs> you know yeah, I, I'd been um, look I just knew I used to do you remember the we you're so much younger than me but there was this show called The Midday Show yeah, like Kerry Ann Kennelly. Kerry Ann Kennelly. Uh, and, I mostly uh, remember it for um, Ben Folds Five. Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. When <laughs> he chucked the stool at piano. Yeah. And uh, Jeff, Jeff Harvey, Harvey was, was very upset. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, Abusing the piano. But, you know, why do you mention that? Because well, they used to have people doing stand-up spots. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I often, when I have, like, younger guests on, I try and explain how over the years we've consumed comedy has changed. Yeah. And then, not trying to make you sound old, but I'm talking about my generation and you're a little bit before that. Yeah. But because these young people, they, it's all on Netflix, right? They yeah. full hours. Yeah. We grew up with th- three minutes, right, <laughs> yeah, on yeah. footy show. Like, yeah. That's how Carl Barron blew up, three yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And there's good and bad about that. Like, I think these specials are great because you can show someone and yeah. tell stories. But these people had to be like... Yeah, yeah. real gags. And that's how a lot of these ones that do well here got in in the 90s or whatever, right? Like your, your yeah. Nick Malloy's and Hughes's and... Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, but I, when I was a kid, I'd watch that uh, and watch, I'd watch the... Um, and on, on Hey Hey It's Saturday, they yeah. used to um, have Stan Bourne... Uh, Shane Bourne. Yeah. Shane Bourne. And um, <laughs> there's actually a Bill Hicks set on, on YouTube. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he had to be quite clean. I mean, like, yeah. The, well, they used to do a thing with uh, Shane. They'd have they'd call it the Great Aussie Joke. Yeah, a, yeah. And um, and on the on the midday show, I think they had the Wheel of Jokes. And as a kid, I realised that I could pick the punchlines. Mm. And I'd say, it, and it was the thing where I would pick the punchline before it was said. And I, I just did it so consistently, and then I started writing extra tags for for the for the stand-ups. So, as it, when you say that, you mean not an actual job, just as a fun little task for yourself. Yeah, because I, you know, yeah. autistic. I, I got, I got. But I, that's good. That's my, good preparation for becoming pro. Yeah, 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 it was my area of special interest, and and you know, like I've known plenty of comics who are who are really funny and talented um, and they, you know, they're good professional comics, but I very rarely meet someone with the, just the absolutely mind-numbing depth of interest in it that I yeah. <laughs> Most people, most, like you, you your, your other area of interest is music, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and... And like I like music, but I don't really get into it that much. My yeah. my air, other the things that I watch like endless YouTube videos about are like um, anthropology and uh, archaeology. Yeah. And, um, you know, sciencey sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, 
So, yeah, massive nerd, massive nerd. No, I can I can relate to that. I was a I was a huge geography nerd. So, oh, really? my parents said they have memories of me where I'd just like open up an atlas and I'd be looking at maps and wow. I think a lot of it uh, was like pop culture. Like I was circling like Beverly Hills and yeah, because nine hundred two one zero was on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, a lot of that and like, but yeah, and then even um, a lot less glamorous. But like the Refidex, Brisbane Refidex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they were saying like they'd be driving somewhere, and I felt sick. I'd talk about say I felt sick from car sickness because I've been reading the whole time. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, but it is interesting how just you. I was going to say you can't really control that. Obviously, you can, but you don't know what you're doing at that age. You just find yourself sort of. Yeah, I open for Akmal sometimes, and mm. sometimes when we we're on tour and we we're driving around, um, we play the um, African country um, <laughs> name an African country. See if you can uh, remember the um, the capital game, mm. and uh, because there's just this, I got I I just get. I get angry that sometimes that I'm so ignorant about the rest of the world, mm. you know, like Africa and India and China. Yeah, and but I don't think you should feel guilty because maybe that's the. See, I believe I'm a big believer in like this is the way we're wired, our brains. Yeah, and so you're more inclined to think of things directly around you. Yeah, everyone, family, friends, local, probably local, because you've been involved with local events and. Yeah, I was going. I wouldn't say pol- was it poli- no, politics. No, politics. Oh yeah. yeah, I've met four prime ministers. Yeah, and made fun of them to their face. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty amazing thing. Not many people get to do. Which that. is important, you know. You got to always punch up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so when I spoke before about like my sort of knowledge of you coming, so it was like yeah, I hold you up as a pedestal, but it, um, it's been great getting to know you over the years. Where like in. in Seeing you had a bit more of an alternative. I know some of these words can be a bit cringy, but you know, like alternative comedy sort of style. Because at first yeah. I thought very mainstream radio, but yeah, because yeah. it's quite res- obviously brecky radio most of the time, wasn't it? So it was like yeah, yeah, it was always brecky radio, like for quite me. restrictive on where you can take that. Yeah, and and they'd say, you know, the the thing they'd say is, you know, there's going to be people in their cars with kids, and and ultimately commercial radio, they don't want to lose any any um advertisers yeah um, you ju- well they're they're the, they you pay your wages basically they yeah. pay they paid the <laughs> wages and I, and i was on good money um not the kind of money that people th- who yeah not the kind of money that ne- people it's not never work again money but no not the kind of money that people thought i was on and not the kind of money that i could have been able to make if i was a better <laughs> um a negotiator if i just had this is the kind of money if a if a hobo asks for money and you say you don't have any you're lying yeah yeah i, so I always feel I, I don't feel bad when i'm like no nah, i don't have any money because it's the truth yeah yeah <laughs> but i was on okay money for a while i was very lucky um but yeah that that comes with a lot of restrictions you know and you understand you can you understand what you can and can't say i mean it's it's you know, the politics of commercial media is nowhere near my actual politics. My mm. actual politics is, um, you know... Um, was that frustrating for you or you just saw it as this is professional me and this is... I'm, I'm very... Uh, I grew up... 
you know, the, on, on the farm, there was a, a, a few droughts and uh, there were, uh, the price of wheat dropped a lot in the 80s. And um, so eventually when my dad got to retirement age, um, he sold the farm. But there was just, there was always this anxiety about money when I was a kid mm. and um, so it was very driven to make money um, and I yeah yeah I, I, I hadn't that's quite normal for people who um, you see it in sort of it's a, probably more of an American thing like the sports guy has to get out of the ghetto or <laughs> yeah yeah and so and also I did just like my my parents were very, you know, we went to mass every weekend and, um, and, and, um, my dad was born in 1922, mm. you know, so they were very conservative people. Um, so I, I didn't, re I didn't really, when I went to uni, it kind of blew my mind a bit because, you know, I'd never met any out, out gay people or mm. I didn't have, like I had one, um, I had one Murray friend, but that was it, really. You know, I, I didn't know very many. Um, so did you different kinds of people? You know, did it take time to adapt, or you adapted pretty quickly? Or, um, I, you know, look, uh, it took it took time. I think, um, you know, and also it, it's um, it's. It's difficult. I just want to be. I just want to be one of the good white people. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's that's where I come from. That's yeah. my motivation. Um, um, well, it is interesting because you are, you look. You see all types, right? You see people who rebel. Yeah. Whether it might be like, or you see people that were brought up to be left left leaning. Yeah. Or the, you see people totally rebel against what their upbringing was. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think um, I don't usually drop names or anything, but like um, we both Harley Breen. You know, yeah, yeah. He had he was kind of rebelled against how he was yeah. brought up. I think. I, yeah, I just worry because I just worry because I'm getting old. I just worry that one day I'll wake up and be a racist. You know, because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I've especially during the the pandemic, like some of my friends just went nuts. Mm. You know, like I, I, I well, I, I grew up. In an Asian suburb in Brisbane, Sunnybank. Oh, yeah, right. So I yeah. grew up hearing the like, not the overly nasty, but just the throwaway joke. People like, oh, you'd say you're from Sunnybank. People go, spot the Aussie. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, what does that mean? I'm what like, does, yeah, what does I know, no, I know, I know what they mean, but I mean, they mean spot what the right I, person. Yeah, but what I mean is, not spot the who, Aboriginal what person. I, what I mean is, who cares? As in, of course you would try and find. You know, yeah. if I was on the other side of the world, I'd try and find yeah people who speak English so I can get oh, potato yeah. scallops and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, like of course they live together because they want to have shops and communities and yeah and you hear people banging on about oh they don't assimilate and it's like I mean it's different issues getting into the deep topic here but yeah yeah like I know I'm not going to be racist because I lived through that right yeah, like yeah, I lived yeah. through. If it was going to happen, it would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also remember being young and stu and you just parrot whatever you hear and you're stupid and you got to outgrow that. Yeah. But then I also became, like I said, talk about rebelling. Yeah. Not not that not that I was around anything overly bad or anything. Yeah. But I 
started listening to like punk bands and Michael Moore and stuff. So I really started really trying to be really very left leaning. Yeah. Well, the thing that I like to I'm a, a point of punishing. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> the worst age is the 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 teenage like yeah, who's yeah. just discovered lefty because they're like telling telling everyone. Because, yeah. like, my dad, he, he wasn't, like, super into American stuff, but he liked, like, American cars and, you know, the old yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. And then I'd any chance I took, I'd be like, do you know America are only in places where oil is? And, like, you know, those sort of, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, the more, like, I'm I'm a big, I, you know, I'm a massive nerd and I, I, I'm really interested in history and, uh, and you know, like, I, I um, you know, if I had been smarter... Um, you know, if I hadn't been an addict and and if I'd been a less sort of autistic and a better negotiator or the right kind of autistic, yeah. you know, <laughs> to the point <laughs> where I had money. Yeah. You know, maybe I'd I I'd, I'd be, you know, m- much more you know, much more right-wing in my thinking. I I can't help but consider that maybe um, you know, I I think and feel the way that I do because, um, purely because I, I think everyone sort of is influenced by their everything that's happened in their life. Mm. You know, um, it's hard not to be. <laughs> it's hard not to be. So, yeah, you know, I I I like people, and I can see. I'm friends with people who I completely disagree with mm. polit- politically. I just don't talk about politics with yeah. them, you know? Well, I've, I've heard you speak and I agree with a lot of the things you say about... And as, and especially talking about, like, comedy with um, some of the skills. Like, I heard you speak about it being a really important and good skill to have to be able to perform to, like, inner city people and then country people. and, and Yeah. And I, I also kind of pride myself on that... Um, I you think know. I think that's yeah I think that it's uh, it's important because you know like I I f- I think a lot of the guys my age you know like I'm 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 an old straight white guy yeah uh, and um you know I have friends who are old straight white comedians and they go oh you know the political correctness has gone mad <laughs> and I just go dude you're not working in the country much yeah. if you feel that way. Yeah. Like, because, like, I do plenty of gigs. Yeah. I, I do plenty of gigs where people oh, are that's way, I, way right yeah. of me I, politically. I, I say, like, I agree with that completely. I mean, I, I agree with it. it. It's not. I don't... When I'm trying to think of the right word. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I agree with opposite to that. Yeah. yeah. Because there's... I'm trying to think of the right word. I guess people say blue, blue comedy. Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I sometimes say crook or... Yeah. You know, you know, like your Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rodney Rue. What would you call that? Just... Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that... This is like, it's out there. Yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah it's funny because Rodney... Like maybe like King Billy Coke Bottle. Yeah. Like, if, if you're saying I can't say anything because King Billy Coke Bottle can't perform. Yeah, yeah. Then that's probably like... Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like... And then it's interesting. I, th- I don't know for sure, but I've... Because I've never talked, I've never talked to Kevin Wilson, but I have, mm-hmm. I've worked with a guy who's mates with him, and I know that from what I've heard, that guy say like I wouldn't agree with Kevin. 
mm. politically. <laughs> um, yeah. But I've talked to, I've had a f- couple of long chats with um, with uh, Rodney Rude, and like mm. I, I don't think Rodney's, I don't think Rodney's a, you know, a, I don't think he's a racist or a right wing guy no. at all. Actually, I think, and he's quite interesting too because. Like for me, he did a lot of anti Hansen stuff, which yeah. was. But for me, it's like you know, I don't. It's not really up my alley that style. But I find it interesting that like he, almost like punk bands did, where he had to fight. Yeah, the, well, um, he got like arrested and stuff, you know. And, yeah. So that's interesting. And they and they got him on on profanity, but it was really because he was doing jokes about the corruption in yeah. Queensland. That that was why. Yeah, he got and the, done. and um, that's the thing when people say like, oh, you can't say anything, and it's like. Or, or they talk about what's it? Um, Cancel culture. Yeah, but what's the um, term that's used? Wokeness. Freedom of speech. Oh yes, freedom of speech. And I say like, you if you think freedom of speech exists, like can can you go and swear at a police officer? No, you can't. Can yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So that to me is, you know, when they're like, you can't. There's no freedom of speech anymore, and I'm like, well, there never was. Yeah, that's. Oh well, like, like you've never been able to swear at police. You've never been able to. Yeah, look. If, if you I, walk down the street, say that's always the test. Whenever someone says something, I say like, "What could you do right now?" You know what I mean? If oh, you yeah. walk down the street right now, in the nude, you probably get arrested. If you walk down the street now, yeah. shouting out swear words, you probably get arrested. Right? I, I talked to people. Um, I talked to people. I talked on the radio for fourteen years, so I knew exactly what I couldn't couldn't say. And mm. I knew that there'd be things that weren't swearing mm. or whatever that would lose um, yeah. sponsorships, and I'd be I'd be out on my ear. Like yeah. so, I could, I was free to say whatever I wanted yeah. to say, but I wasn't ever free from consequence. Yeah, and also like a lot of these things blur the lines of like legal versus legal, but then you've also got well, just be a decent person, right? Like yeah, because it's like for me, it's like. I might want to challenge that you should be able to swear at a cop. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think it's good that you can't hop on a train and if there's a little old lady there, yeah, like you should try and be respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't blast your music that's F this, F that. Yeah, yeah. I would like to... I don't know. Maybe I'm approved. You could do this. It's funny because people have said to me, I don't go out of my way to be like super clean with my comedy. Yeah. But people have said to me, like, oh, you don't swear much or and I don't like I said, I don't go out of my way, but also I just feel like they're more powerful. Like I have in my show say the C bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I know if I should say that. Yeah. But I use it once because then it carries more power. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I've been on building sites, footy teams where people yeah, yeah. every second words come yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like it loses its power. Absolutely. When you're just using it as a as a verb or whatever. For sure. And um, I have an idea, by the way. You just reminded me of an idea. It's it's probably been done. It's just struck me as such a good idea. It's almost certainly been done by someone. But <laughs> I think you'd be the perfect person to do it. If you could find... You know, if you're listening right now, you should probably... Goxie, you should probably set up like a GoFundMe or something. Hmm. But this would be... I reckon I would enjoy this so much. Is raise money to buy like really top-end headphones... <laughs> and um, go on public transport and approach people who are playing music through Bluetooth speakers and say, congratulations, uh, you've won the opportunity to be on the swap game. 
and and the swap game is will you take these three hundred dollar um, headphones in exchange for your Bluetooth speaker? <laughs> and then if they accept it, yeah, then you take the Bluetooth speaker and destroy so maybe, it and destroy it in front of them. I thought you were going to say maybe it's a test that they wanted everyone to hear it. You know? Oh, I'm sure you would be turned down. Yeah, I'm sure it's a, it's definitely a choice. People want. I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be compelling. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> all very funny until Goxie gets stabbed. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I won't go into it, but uh, the last year I've had like too many run-ins with CD. Oh, really? CD, CD people. I'm sick of it. So I'm like. I'm also, you know, you said, didn't you say you're not a confrontational person? I'm yeah. Just, I don't like confrontation. No. I'll say things behind people's back, but <laughs> not to their face, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And on the, on the point of what we were saying earlier, um, every time I think, um, every time I hear a comedian complain about cancel culture and say, oh, you know, the modern world's gone crazy because of cancel culture, mm. I just like to like, get them in a time machine and take them back to um yeah no we're just doing a little video (laughs) okay i'd like to get them and take them back in a time machine to the time when people were getting like red hot pokers stuffed up their ass yeah yeah and i'd go that's being cancelled yeah yeah being being stabbed to death with a red hot poker up your ass oh yeah for sure and and there's people like in other countries like actually been arrested for saying things yeah and, guys in um guys in myanmar uh, I, I'm, I'm friends with a comedian who's um who was friends with um these comedians in myanmar who got yeah. put in prison bloody Rod, rodney rude got put in prison yeah like, yeah um that's that's really right. got that, that's the funny thing now they but i think they know these guys they they use it as a that's their like oh i'm being silenced yeah. I'm being silenced, he says, from his newspaper column. <laughs> yeah. His spot on the project, you know. Yeah. It's, um... And that, um, again, not wanting to make you sound old, but you must have seen every single type of person and comedian over the years, right? Like, I am very And that's old. the thing. No, I said I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, but no, I just... No, but I am. But it's, it's so, like, right. it's I'll say it myself. I'm 38. I've been around a long time. I've been doing comedy for 15 years now. Yeah. Which sounds like a long time, but that's probably little. Yeah, I've been in for thirty years. Yeah, see. Yeah. So you see, it like, and that's why I came along and thought, man, there's hardly any gigs. But you're doing it when it's like literally, yeah, you had to. I go far to to go again. Well, I, I meant because like, I, 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 w- I would just I wouldn't bother for years, and then I'm like, all right, I got to start. I think I'm. Going down over the borders like Mullumbimby yeah. and I remember you had the gig at the hall, remember that? Oh that, yeah, Corndale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was such a great That thing. was like one of my first like being asked to go somewhere else and yeah. a bit of a highlight. But Yeah, um I think uh, yeah. that was John Atherton, um and um and um Chris Chris Jung. Uh Chris and Patty Jung. Um Yeah, because for me. There was a lot of guys who'd been at it for a long time, the veterans. Yeah. And there was some of these names that I'd yeah. read about and heard about that had kind of either stopped or moved away. Or, yeah. Well, but um, CJ, Chris Jung, Jung had a, a macadamia farm down in, still, might still do, uh, uh, down in Corndale near Nimbin. And um, there's a hall there and, uh, and they wanted to raise money to um, put up a, a toilet block. Um, mm. and so we started doing shows there and it was great. You know, we'd get 
paid in cash and uh, and it was just such a great show. And so many um, comics did their first uh, paid spot there. I think Matty O'Kine would have been one of his yeah. first paid gigs down there. Because I just started when I think Matt had moved away. Yeah, and Stav Davidson yeah. and, uh, yeah, quite a few people um, did their first spots down there. It was such a good gig, you know, because we'd all go down in the car together and... Yeah. Um, there's always a part Well, I have these it. little pieces, that are, they're not big, but little memories are pieced together of, like, before I'd went and tried to start performing from, like, going yeah. to a few gigs in Brisbane. But, like, one went to watch Stephen Wright at Park. Oh, yeah. And so was that um, Brashy was supporting him? No, it was um, Katrina. Oh, Katrina. But oh, she nice. wasn't Davidson then. She was still it's Shields. Shields, yeah. Yeah. So it's little things like that. Um, I think I'd gone to sit down years before and yeah. then just left it. Because yeah. a lot of people don't realise there's local scenes. Yeah. Where they're like, you, you start off a fan watching... American stuff, British stuff, the biggest Australians. Yeah. And then you know, I want to do this. And you yeah. find out there's local pubs are doing it. And I was very focused on it from the time I was about 12 years old. Like uh, I was really focused on it because... Um, like stand-up in general? Or, yeah. yeah, well, my my dad's cousin's son is, Je- is Jerry Connolly, who's, who used to do The Queen and, mm. um, and Sir Joe Bjorki Peterson. So would you, would you get like albums or how would you sort of consume it? Um, I would, um, well, I went to a family reunion and Jerry was doing Sir Joe Bjorki Peterson at the family reunion. and It's in the blood. <laughs> and I thought, I'm related to this guy, I should be able to do this. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, and... Um, uh, and so Joe was such a great, you know, person to impersonate, you know. And I, I've worked up my own Sir Joe sort mm. of impression. And, um, yeah, um, so when I was at uni, um, uh, Vince Sorrenti came to the uni to do a gig mm. and uh, I, I lived with the guy who was organising it. So I got to meet Vince before the show and... I was asking him heaps of questions and he said, oh, do you want to do comedy? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you want to do a spot before me? So I, that's how I started. I was 17. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. but um, And Mike Van Acker, was, um, he gave me Fideli's phone number. Uh, and, um, and yeah, that's how I, I met Fideli. Fideli started giving me spots. And I, it wasn't, you know, like... In the 80s and earlier in the 90s, I think it was much harder. Once, once um, Peter Gross and, and Fideli um, started running rooms, then there was a bit of an explosion. Mm. And, and it was actually it was quite easy. Because I've, I've heard Fideli talk about when he started, there wasn't... He wanted to have stand-ups and they weren't really around. So he's using a lot of like street performers. Yeah, yeah. There was like people from Expo and Dreamworld. And yeah. And it wasn't, um, there was just, it was just a beautiful thing that there was, like it was expensive to get people up from Sydney. So they needed to fill stage time. So if you, if you were getting laughs, you could get a lot of stage time. Mm. And the progression from, through the, through, you know, from five to 10 to 20 to, headline spots happened really quickly for me it was a very it was a very lucky yeah. very fortunate time because later in brisbane um 
And what about the styles? Like, because that's the thing. I I respect. I like reading about history and yeah. Respect like 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 the trailblazers, the people. Is, I don't always like the acts, but yeah, yeah it's like. I'm glad someone was there to do it. You know what I mean? But I think there's a lot of like, like you talk about impersonations. There's a lot of like doing accents and yeah, yeah. It's a, I think I think in every scene in every city um, there will be a scene, and it'll start out with people with with a kind of an uneducated audience, and the the comedy will be kind of broad and. Mm. Um, some people will start, a few people will become f- well-known and get sort of media gigs and start making really good money and then other people will kind of go, I can do this and then there'll be a kind of a, a boom of um, rooms opening and people starting to do comedy and then there'll be kind of bottlenecks because the people who start, uh, people like me who started at that Mm. at that very fortunate time end up in media jobs and um and there's it ends up that there's it, there's no obvious way to progress so then yeah. people sort of either get frustrated and quit or they start doing their own shows and that leads to a different kind of uh, a form of yeah. comedy it it's it goes from less from sort of yeah being really punchy and doing um, gaggy type stuff to, well, we've got, a, you know, we've got the room for the night, so let's do something a bit more bizarre and yeah. long form. And I love all kinds of comedy. I like, I, I enjoy yeah. all of them. It's just well, that's what I was saying before is when I first introduced you is like knowing you through the radio and then would see you. But these comedy clubs are like not trying to be say anything i'm not trying to make a comment on these this is just how they are right yeah the the owners and runners expect you to like do your best jokes there's not much experimentation yeah yeah but then i started to see you might have been after the radio yeah again some of these terms are cringy but like alternative yeah yeah i remember once it might have been a bit of a tough period for you but you you're in the nude You know, it might which, have been... This, which one was... Was that at the... Um, I can't remember, but I was, was like... Was that at the Boundary? Because... Com- yeah, I think so. Cause com- I've been naked. Because comedians love those stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Because comedians... Like, the audience... And rightfully so. The p- general public want the best jokes, the best... Com- yeah. Comedians are just... Like, they want anything different that happens. They want some gossip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, Sully was in the nude the other night, you know? <laughs> anything like that that stands out. Because everyone's... I, I was a victim of always doing my best jokes and yeah, not experimenting. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've been fully frontally nude once in Sydney and once in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And it was very good. That was your truth-telling. Yeah, this yeah. Is my, this is what you get moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is like the, like the cheesy things I talk about, but talking about like finding your voice and who yeah, you really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had that too where I started and I was like, because I was young, you don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. You need to live life a bit. Yeah. And when I started, it was like wordplay, one line, you know. Yeah. Very like. And then I, I f- took time to find my voice. <laughs> <laughs> now I talk about pies and chalky milk. <laughs> but no, like now long, it's, th- it's a cringy term, but it's storytelling, I think, I longer, think, longer bits. I think you need to, for me personally, I think as a stand-up comic, and this is like, this is very narrow of interest, like it's only probably other 
people who are autistically interested in comedy will get to this point of the podcast. But um, <laughs> I think that um, for me personally, I need a very diet of gigs. I need to have like doing like um, the store or or um, or the or the the pato or or um, mm. or, or, or or comics lounge in Perth, where it is. You know, it's I I look upon them as showbiz gigs, mm. um, where you know you you you're getting paid to do the showbiz job, and then I do work which is entertainment. You know, which is I cl- mm. classify as anywhere that's got a poker machine in the vicinity. Yeah, and I, most of my money comes from entertainment gigs, and I know what I need to do for them. And then I have art gigs, which is sort of inner city rooms yeah. and festival and, shows. And um, it, this is what I talk about over the years, progression and stuff. And it feels like now everyone knows about that, the the festival show where it's like you give it a name. Yeah. There's a narrative, right? Yeah. I often wonder, like, how did this all come about? Like, did it was it from day dot or did people just used to be like Greg Sullivan live? Yeah, and then five years later they're like, well, what if it was Greg Sullivan is the Wheatman's daughter? <laughs> Wheatman, I almost said daughter, the Wheatman's son. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those ones because I've done a few of them. I used to make fun of them, but I did a I did one these like narrative shows like yeah. I did one um, divorce with children, which was all about my yeah. having kids and getting divorced, and it was really intense because it was emotional. I love that joke that you've got. I mean, you probably don't want to. <laughs> I was telling someone, I was telling a friend of mine th- this morning that I was going to do the podcast, and I told them that joke about because um, they were they weren't they they're not. Well, it's that thing of like you said about power, like taking the power. Yeah, because it's like I've had these shit things happen to me. Yeah, so I love to get a laugh out of it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was treated like a bag of shit. Now I can get a laugh out of it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, and I, I think, you know, I should never have gotten into a, a, a relationship when I was suicidally depressed, when I hadn't dealt with um, mm. with that um, negative self-talk because it's just when, when you're in that mindset, um, like in my relationships that I had in that mindset, anything that uh, – anytime that anything happened that wasn't – ideal um i'd say well that's my fault Mm. and whoever i was with would go either well that sounds that's fair enough i'll go with you if you think it's your fault it is your fault or they'll or they'd end up just feeling frustrated by my um Mm. lack of ability to look at what was actually going on because in any relationship there's things that that are my fault and then there's things that are uh, uh, no one's fault, mm. you know. And, uh, and do you um, like, because obviously there's like there's so many of us doing comedy, and y- yeah. you want to stand out, and we need something to stand out from the pack. So like anything you can use, right? Where you're like, yeah, I- I'm whatever, you know, I'm the fat guy. I'm this, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, like I, you know, I don't like talking about it much, but the hair thing. Yeah, yeah. I had it. I was like, I just did it. And then yeah. I'm like, you know, there's a few guys have a mullet as well. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you, then people see is like the Bogan guy. Yeah, yeah. It's just hair, right? It's just hair. But my, 99% of the time, I'll never think about it, right? But then, um, I don't know if you've had to do ads. A lot of us do yeah. ads. So like, anyway, 
I had this someone on audition. Yeah. It was for the something about the Bathurst motor race, and they said, "Will, <laughs> will you shave the Holden logo into your head?" And that was when I had to had to face up to like, is the yeah. hairstyle part of me, my act? Yeah. My yeah. daughter was loving. She was like, "They'll still like you." Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's like, that. So, I hate having to think about. Uh, have you like ever that. owned a Holden? Nah. <laughs> that, I like that. That's a bit you take out of that. I'm, <laughs> I'm pouring my heart out about an existential crisis about hair. And you're like, have you ever owned a Holden? Wow. No, no. What I'm trying to say is, so as a kid, I I liked Peter Brock. Mm. So, but but I, what I, I, I was yeah. a Holden guy. Well, what I was, but I, I've never I have owned these one. really long I've ways of asking thoughts. things. But what I'm trying to ask is. So it's a balance, right, of like trying to stand out. and But you don't want to have any gimmicky. You don't want to be like, oh, yeah. that's why I'm like, you, you wanted to... Pro- I'm talking about that period of when you did those few things in the nude. Yeah. And I don't know the mindset. It was like, let's say you wanted to shock people, right? Or I just went to... I went to... Um, it was... It was, it was down in Sydney. It was that fuck club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, well, it's a for people who don't know. It kind, they kind of embrace weirdness. Yeah, it was ben alternative El- comedy. Ben Eld, yeah, ben, ben Elwood stuff. And it was like, well, this is the term alternative gets thrown around a lot. That was a place that, that was, was true. very alternative. Yeah, and they had people with a mic at the desk who were like roasting the performers on. And they yeah, yeah. Put the Seinfeld theme on. And and I, I, I and I thought. What am I going to do to um, shock? What, 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 what's what's going to interest these people, basically? Yeah. And then I thought, well, I've never been nude, and I've I've, I've always wanted to mm. feel what it would like to be fully frontally naked. And this is the this is a place where it's going to be acceptable. Yeah. And you know, I've always hated my body and um, been mm. you know horribly. I was the you know, the kid who, like, do you remember so that? So is it almost in a way, when we talk about the power thing, where yeah. it's like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, tell me if I'm wrong, but it's like, okay, 99% of my life, day in, day out, I hate this body. Yeah. So let's see if I can get a laugh. Is it that kind Did of... you ever see that classic Onion article, Fat Kid uh, 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 Wears T-Shirt in Pool and No One Notices That He's Fat? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I love those. Sort and of I was that kid. I was the kid who'd wear the t-shirt yeah. in the pool. And, yeah. And and um. Well, I did that because of how hairy. Like I don't. I'm not too worried about my fatness. Yeah. But I'm more. <laughs> it's more my hairiness, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? For those how- for those who don't know, it's uh, I just showed my hairy chest to Greg. <laughs> I'm very hairy. Can you but- imagine how hairy you would be if you were thin? Have you ever noticed like super thin guys always look really hairy? But it's mm. because the hair. Pores are closer together. Yeah, yeah, but um, but again, it's that thing too of like, I know, I know, fatness has health connotations to it. Yeah, but it's also like why society says that's ugly. That's and and, and I think um, I think there's a sort of very um, I never went through with it. I always wanted to write a joke about how society looks at fatness, but basically the gag was going to be like. Don't worry, we're not going to take all your food. Because like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like that's the one thing I could understand you hating us for is like if you worry yeah. we're going to take all your food. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think in, you know, I think deep down there's a kind of a people don't like anyone getting more resources than, you know, <laughs> than they should. I don't think it's that though, surely not. 
I think it's just drummed into people. Too. Oh, I don't. Who knows? Who knows? But it's because it's the same thing with Harry. Like, why is why does Harry equal ugly? Well, I grew up with my mum, you know, going to Weight Watchers and stuff, and I hated the fact that I was fat, you know, and 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 now it's like it's really, it's really mm. awkward. But I've I've only ever gone out with thin women, right? Mm. Um, and and that's kind of like. It's so it's so horrible as a fat guy mm. to 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 sort of go. I'm not really into fat women, <laughs> and it's like it's awful. Like just saying that it yeah. makes me feel awful. But yeah, you can't yeah. help what you're. Yeah. Um, and well, I'd never date a comedian. <laughs> so I can actually. Under- I was just. I've, I was just. I was doing a gig last night, and there was. Um, Four comedians who are in relationships with other yeah. comedians. Yeah, and no, could I say one thing though? And that never the used comedian, to the comedian, comedian one, that's not good. But the ones I'm jealous of is like, like there's comedians and their partners, like a, like a producer, casting, yeah. per, like something in the industry. Yeah, at least because at least then they can understand the world. Yeah. Of, because the, the entertainment arts world sucks when it's like yeah ex- doing things for exposure and that's the hard thing of trying to have a relationship with someone from the outside world where it's like oh please darling I swear like I'm get, I'm just getting my foot in the door like, yeah. and they're like how many how many feet and doors do you need like well all the women that I know that work in comedy n- nearly all of them have complained to me at one point about how it's just not at all attractive as a, as a straight woman to be funny um, because men feel um, mm. uh, threatened threatened and, uh, you know. Or, yeah, like it's, they sh- it's wrong or some bullshit. And I am totally I, – I find a woman who's funny just adds a tr- like heaps of attractiveness points for me mm. and – that's awkward because I'm constantly in green rooms with women that I find yeah. attractive because they're they're very funny, but mm. I have to remain professional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not that much. It's it's definitely much easier than being you know frightened of the constantly concerned about being sexually harassed. Oh yeah, place, you know, it's, we've got it pretty good. Yeah, I'm, 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 I would never I would never complain. Well, a couple of times I've caught myself almost being like. When's a when's a straight white guy going to get his break? And then like, you idiot! Like, what are you saying? Oh, I've, you know? I've been so lucky in my career, and 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 it's and it's just like the thing is like I wouldn't have gotten the jobs that I'd gotten if I wasn't a straight white guy. But I, yeah. also, I never felt really straight enough, mm. and I, and and in a weird way, not wide enough mm. because when I was, yeah, know, when you when you when you would well, you want to know something funny about that? Because We've come a long way, which is great. Like you speak about Akmal, you'd know. Were you were you the era when he was Peter? I knew <laughs> I knew him when he was Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how far we've come. So Akmal had to go by Peter because he didn't think we're is that right? Or didn't think we're ready for an Akmal or yeah. Well, he said, "Oh, I just you know, there was what's a good comedian name? There was a couple of comedians called Peter, so he went with that." <laughs> and, 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 and and people no, would, but people I, and would I'm not trying to. I'm not trying and to. People put my would s- say to him, "Oh, Akmal, how do we say that?" As if like that's a hard word to yeah. pronounce. Akmal. Yeah, it's yeah. not hard at all. Well, uh, exactly. Well, I'm not trying to put myself in the same boat, but um, Gox, I copped a lot of grief about it growing up because it's not a Smith or a Jones. Yeah, what is that? Um, it's German. So yeah, like 
So my dad's family is all Jewish, Eastern European Jewish. Oh. But there's a lot of like... I didn't know. So I'm going to have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Are you Islamic? No, 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 no. I'm just joking. Because if you, you should have told me, I wouldn't have. No, I'm joking. No, I'm not Jewish myself. But um, but anyway, so they're like, it's a lot of Eastern European, oh, wow. Czech, Czech, and all that. Oh, okay, so that's but, no. But it's also blurry up. because of they're all on the run that's in the war and how shit. you grew up in the sunny. But bank. my dad, so my dad's, so my granddad was born in Latvia. Oh wow! But so apparently, there's a, like we haven't really looked too much into it. We're not one of these people who has the the name tattooed on their arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really proud of being a yeah a survivor, a, a McKinnon, or a, I was trying to think of the most bland yeah, Anglo yeah. name that people are proud of. But yeah. like, anyway, um, so apparently it was it was Gots and then changed. Ah. So it was like, in, in, and I've got the, like the Motorhead dots. Ah, on yeah, yeah, Guts. Yeah, it's like Geo. Yeah. yeah, and and it's like I said, hard to trace because we're the we're the only ones in Australia, and then. I think there's one in Argentina. Argentina. Oh wow! And there's not many in like because it's quite sad with with the Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. that happened, like um, my dad has aunts who are identical, and they were in the concentration camps and oh, had wow. like tests done on them because they were oh, identical God. twins. Oh. But yeah, so it's quite sad. But so yeah, growing up, I got like gox jocks, chicken pox, and yeah, like, yeah. So I'm not saying it's the same as like. That's that's really sad. Someone like Akmal felt the need to not to be yeah. a Peter. Yeah, like that's that's how far I, I believe we've got we've come far. We've still got a long way to go. But well, well, like I'm old, and my dad was old when I was born. Right, like my dad was born in 1922, I think, and um, so he grew up in a time when white people were racist against other white people for not being white enough. So yeah, like, like Irish. Being and- Irish, being an Irish Catholic was a thing. Like people would get in fights and beaten up and stuff and like not have... Well, our, our whole history is like one cops it until the next one does. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it was like then the Italians came and they copped it and then... And I was very, I was very fortunate. Um, I have been like really privileged my whole life. But when you get into – this is a, something that we don't talk about in Australia very much at all. But as someone who came from – you know, I went to a state school, grew up in the country. Mm. My parents weren't well off. Um, when you get into the media world and, um, you know, you hang, start hanging out with – in the corporate boxes at sporting events and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of people with, you know, there's a lot of people with names similar to the names of the people who, you know, were were on the first fleet, you know. There's a lot of people who've... who've, Lineage, I guess you're trying to like... There's a lot of people who've been running stuff for a few generations. Yeah. You know, and and I understand, like, you know, if I... Well, it's interesting you talk about that, like... I feel like I could talk with you so long about this stuff. We might have to wrap it up soon. But being like from the dominant culture, but also feeling like an outcast, right? Like, yeah. And for example, I know I spent, um, so my first high school was a private school, but I got kicked out pretty quickly after a few months. So that's the only taste I've had of private school. Yeah. So that whole private school world, Kind of, I don't, I know nothing about it. it. Kind of intrigues me, but like, 
Any and then I see like rugby union people, people yeah. who have like yeah. lawyers, you know, like the hyphenated names. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Hugh Angus McLennan, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Like, I you, know the everyone guys. knows like what we're talking about. You know, I, I'm Ascot. I, I ended up friends with those people, and 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 yeah, that, that's not that I'm judging them. I'm just saying I'm from the white Australian culture, yeah. and even I can feel like an outcast at times. Oh, yeah. So imagine what it feels like. I think that's all what we're trying to say. Oh, absolutely. And and um, and it's interesting, you know, like with my, you know, I've got a couple of Indian friends, right? And mm. um, and they are, I won't say their names, but um, like they are... Classist. Like, no. <laughs> no, like they... they, they 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 grew up with servants and stuff because they're like 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 they mm. were very like their families were wealthy and had been wealthy for like mm. a thousand years yeah. or something and then they and then they they get a like a some kind of high powered um, academic mm. job in Australia and they come to Australia and then suddenly they're with they're brown people they're just they're just another brown kid just lumped in yeah and so. They they get the they get the experience of being discriminated against because of their 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 skin color by mm. people who they look down on by people and then they go home to a really nice house you yeah. know and it's would you think it's, it's like bizarre. Um, there's there's all kinds of privilege you know I know we're going off in a lot of different directions here but like there's another misconception being comedians that we should like all and every sort of joke. Yeah. Which is like, I hate that mindset. Because it's like, like I said, growing up in Sunnybank, when people are like, oh, spot the Aussie. Like, yeah. I don't like those sort of jokes. Like, no. Oh. I, I don't like when people um say, and be, and people think they're being really, really witty and clever. Yeah. But like say, um, you know, it's everyone knows it's a, it's a stereotype. Indians are supposed to love cricket. Yeah. So then they'll say, oh, the World Cup final's on. How will you ever get an Uber? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you liked it? <laughs> Greg's writing down. He's like, I'm going to use that. But you know that sort of thing. Like, yeah. yeah like, um, oh, who's watching the 7-Eleven? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, got them. They, they work hard. Got them. Like, because <laughs> that's but the, what I'm trying to because because you know it's coming from a place of nastiness. Yeah, absolutely. The person saying that thinks it's witty. They're like, ah, you, oh, you drive Ubers. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty thankless talk. I drove taxis for a bit, you know. Yeah, it's difficult. Like it's difficult and doing like doing fat jokes is like I, you know, I'm I've been fat all my life. I'm I'm a fat guy, and I I think of jokes about it, but I don't want to do a joke that'll make someone else who's, you know, it's it's been a huge fucking struggle in my life, and yeah. at the moment I'm on the lighter side of what I have been, and I feel mm. good about that. But I don't want to ever make anyone else feel bad. Yeah. And, well, this is and and my friends who do jokes about, you know, being from a different ethnic group or whatever, like it's that thing that, um, uh, you know, the the I I think it was, um, uh, you know, um, Chappelle said, you know, he was doing jokes about black people and he could see people laughing for the wrong reason. Yeah. You know? I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah, it? yeah, all that stuff, and and um, and it, you know it's tricky because people have you know subverting um, stereotypes. Like I am a person who's I look 
and sound a lot smarter than I am and that's part of <laughs> my my humor and you're the exact opposite you're a much more <laughs> Thank you're, you. you're a much more I think. thoughtful and <laughs> sensitive person than you look but I can see why it'd be a problem for you because people would go oh that guy's gonna love a racist joke yeah oh absolutely I get that a lot yeah people just see the surface and yeah they're like mullet high I often have the high vis shirt on and yeah in my promo pick or whatever and like yeah they're like Hey, you know that classic thing where they come and go, you can use that? Yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. I, one of my proudest moments... Just after, an awful racist joke. After a show, um, after a show, I, 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 you know, like, as I said, I hate confrontation. After a show, this guy came up to me and he was pierced and he was just a dickhead. You could tell. Yeah. He, he just had dick off, dickhead coming off him in waves, you know? Yeah. And uh, he said, I've got a joke for you. And I said, oh, yeah. And he said, it's a bit racist, but... And I said, no, thanks. And I just kept walking. Yeah. And fuck, I felt good to do that. You yeah. know, I just, I just don't have time for it. I just... Oh, and also they think it's brilliant and it's, they're just joke book ones that are rehashed, like... Yeah, and it's, it's that kind of thing of, like, um, if you've made... Like, I can get up and do a joke. I can do a show where I, I'll, do, I'll do an hour where there's nothing racist... Um, nothing misogynistic in it, mm. or at least nothing intentionally racist or misogynistic. Yeah. And I know that I have tendencies towards misogynistic and, and racist thoughts, but I try to fight mm. it as much yeah, as I yeah. can. Um, I can I can do a set where... And then people come up to me, and because I made them laugh, it feels like we're friends. And if we're friends, then surely I would enjoy... The same things that they enjoy. But it's also like... Which often tends to be racism yeah, and misogyny. But it's also that thing, like you said, I've just spent an hour showing you the person I am. Why would you think I... Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's... It, but, you know, people don't... People are... Um, people don't pay attention. And I can't, you know, I can't judge, you know, like I... I, hmm. I, mean, I think the main thing is, like, yeah, empathy realizing people you know like talking about you know this is my point of view it might not be how people see it yeah yeah look and from my point of view i i spent years doing drugs when i didn't want to Mm. um and nothing was nothing was you know the love of my partner the love of my kids nothing fear of losing my job nothing was strong enough to stop me from taking drugs even though i didn't want to yeah and I mean that's a pretty that's a that's a fucking dickhead move <laughs> like yeah know? and but um and the, and the process of getting to a point of of getting help um would you ever think of like I know it sounds a bit cheesy but like sort of going to schools and telling kids like you know tell your story or um anything like that or or uh, look I, jails maybe <laughs> that could be a bit scary schools and jails are the big two. Th- you know what I mean, like yeah, you, using think, your experiences. I think yeah, there's um there's a there's a thing called hospitals and institutions where um people who are in recovery go and share their stories and and, it, and it's just really hopeless when you when you want to stop a, a, a behaviour mm. and you know like I 
I have I suffer from obsession and compulsion in every area. Like in, when it comes yeah. to food and I'm the same, yeah. And 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 drugs and and all of that, you know, sex and 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 all of that stuff. So, um, you know, I need help w- with every part of that. And 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 I've I, I've been very lucky that. But really, everyone has something, right? Like it's just whether it's healthy or not. Yeah, everyone has like something. The people who are running five a.m. Sunday morning. That's yeah, a, that's an addiction. It's just a lot healthier than. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And cocaine Every, and everyone whatever. has something, but not everyone has everything. And I had everything. Yeah. Well, it's the ones where you got to, you know, meet someone somewhere yeah. to get it. <laughs> Well, that, I've heard people joke about that because I've I've never done, I've bought a little bit of pot. That's it. But that's as yeah. far as for drugs. But they say I never heard comedians joke about like the worst thing is having to put up with your dealer or oh, like pretend you like them or sit with them. Ah, uh, it's the worst. Just like it's a person you would never ever associate with. Well, and that's the ironic thing is like I, one of the big motivating things was I just hated hanging around with the, the dodgy, cold. desperate people I needed to get to hang around with to get drugs. And now, in order to stop taking drugs, I have to hang around with the same people, <laughs> but without any drugs. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just instead of meeting. Yeah, Shane in an alley. Yeah, yeah, Shane. You're meeting big farmer in a yeah, <laughs> um, a, do- a pharmacy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's um, it doesn't matter how much you 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 know took or what kind. It's mm. just it's how how it makes you feel, how, the impact that it has, um, and if you're able to stop if you want to. You know, mm. I'm in this position where I think that all all drugs should be legal and available. Um, but I also know that I shouldn't take them. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of a lot of my friends who've died would be alive if drugs were legal and available. Um, and a lot of the friends yeah. of mine that have done prison time, because I think you know my problem is is a problem that you know perhaps I think that I was born this way, and I think also the the stuff that I. Um, the the childhood that I went through sort of yeah. added it's, to that. Um, it's definitely, um, you know, I think I said earlier, like I, I call it like the way we're wired or programmed. There's definitely some brains are, are way more prone yeah, to yeah, it yeah. than others. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and like I, I, for my mental health, because I put all my stuff on like Facebook and Instagram. So yeah. I struggled with that whole likes and views and shit. Yeah. And so, but so many people that could just bounce off them. Like yeah. there would never be an issue to. But then people whose brains wired like mine yeah. are going to get toxic thoughts and like, oh, why does that prick have more yeah. likes? Yeah, and yeah. Why is he? A-? And that's a big thing. That's always in any industry that's going to be toxic thoughts about why has that person got that? And yeah. <laughs> what I've realized is that my brain's going to be like my brain's like a like a my brain is like a a, a, a powerful you know it's like a stream right mm. and sometimes it's in flood and sometimes <laughs> it's it's pretty peaceful and I can either um, you know put shit in that stream and pollute everything 
or I can put a water wheel on the stream and use it to do something yeah. constructive, you know, and can generate power and, yeah. and, and, and make things better. Yeah. And I I guess it's 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 not an easy topic. Like you I'm sure you've thought really hard about it when you say like the drugs should be available and that. Every day. But then it's these it's like, because, addic- like the addictiveness you, of it is why they want to make it. It's yeah, all. Yeah. If, if 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 but the thing is like if you like me, it doesn't matter. You know, if you like me, it doesn't matter what it takes to get the drug. You will do it. Mm. And and uh, and yeah, and the and like with opiates, like opiates are fucking great. Um, and there is, there are people who will, uh, you know, not ever. But that's the problem. They're too great. They're great. <laughs> they're they're especially great if you're in great physical and emotional pain. And uh, and I was always in great physical and emotional pain. Yeah. My whole life, and uh, and now, but you know, it's important to be able to feel pain because, like, if you. If you can't feel pain, like you know how like you get a a dead leg or your foot goes to sleep or whatever, if Mm. you don't move it, um, that pain's sending you the message saying you know move your foot. Otherwise, you know because if you don't move your foot and you and you cut off circulation long enough, your foot will die. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to get it circ. You know, um, I was going to say circumcised. You're going to have to get it (laughs) amputated. So emotional pain points us in a in a. Emotional pain should be felt because it, it, it yeah. points us to something that we should change. <laughs> and if you deaden emotional pain with um, drugs, then you then you say you stay stuck, and and ultimately alone. And people aren't meant to be alone and stuck. <laughs> we're meant to be with other people, and we're meant to grow. As 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 embarrassing and as painful as that is. That sounds like a good note hey, to finish a podcast. Yeah. Out. Well, I was just going to say on that note. Yeah. Uh, d- did you do your homework that I only told you about when I arrived here? <laughs> the I, I, I feel like uh, the listeners to this are, are so used to hearing about all my stuff ups and unprofessionalism. Yeah, but uh, I, I was on a pretty good run. Like the last about the last ten or fifteen guests, I'd actually let them know about their homework. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Wikipedia, I did ask you, and we are both uh, wiki. Well, Wiki fans. Well, that's a coincidence because I was talking to my friend Meg this morning, and she said something that, um, yeah, that I looked up on Wikipedia. So, do you want to put it in? Without any further ado. <laughs> um, okay. So, what what are, we, what are we looking up, mate? Wowzer. I'm on a cricket website. <laughs> <laughs> um. You get into sport? <laughs> um, I love the rugby league. I, I like. Um, I'm, That's all right. You got it. You got uh, being from out it's, there, it's mate. Compulsory. Yeah. yeah was like, it? Was it Wowser the TV series? No, no. Uh, the word Wowser. Australian slang from moralizer. Yeah. So we click on that. Yeah, click on that one. Usually the guest has it on their phone. We can look together. Okay. Um, sorry, my phone's okay. pretty stuffed. 
Wowza is an Australian and New Zealand term that... Ref- oh, do you normally read it out? No. Well, we usually do alternate. So, yeah, you can do the first one, then I'll do the next. <laughs> Wowza is an Australian and New Zealand term that refers to a person who seeks to deprive others of behaviour deemed to be immoral or se- sinful. What a great segue from what we just were talking about. <laughs> History. The term originated in Australia at first carrying a similar meaning to lout, an annoying or disruptive person... Or even a prostitute. I like how it's like, oh, Shazza, she's yeah. a bit of a lout. Yeah. You mean she's annoying or she's a prostitute? <laughs> it's a bit of a, like, that really escalates that term. Yeah. Around um, 1900. So the, mm. the were. Actually, yeah, actually, um, I was talking. To, to was, me, wow, am I wrong in saying would Wowser be like do-gooder? Yeah, but that's what teetotal. Yeah, that's what Meg pointed out to me. She said that it originally meant um, something different. It was. Do you want to go back? It originally meant the exact opposite. It originally meant. um, It originally meant like a a hoon or okay or a or a or a. that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's how, like, I trying to teach someone English is like, so this word means that, yeah. which they decided to name that because it used to mean of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, I, I always find um, people always tell me I shouldn't shouldn't be in comment sections of Facebook and things because it's like the dregs of society. But <laughs> I always find myself finding someone saying, like, do-gooder as an insult. Yeah. You know, like tree hugger as if these things are like... Yeah. I, have you been doing good lately? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a loser. What a loser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was like, you know, woke. Like, I mm. don't say it. I don't say it because I don't... Like, I, I know the history of the term and I respect it. I respect the mm. the, the place that it came from. Yeah. And it's been it's been co-opted by people. That yeah. Just as an in- insult. As an insult, you know. But it's that thing of like, yeah, they're insulting you for caring, basically. Yeah, it is insulting you for like being aware of the fact that people suffer and, uh, mm. uh, and that there's... Having empathy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's um, but it's weird. Um, and um, I wouldn't use the word prostitute either. I'd say sex worker. <laughs> John Norton, editor of the Australian scandal newspaper Truth, claimed he first used the word in 1899. A claim supported by the OED. However, some authors. Oh, I love a um, non-agreeance on when a word. However, some say the word was. You know. Yeah. But um. I was talking to uh, the com- you know the comedian Stephen Head ran into yeah, him last I love night. Steve. Yeah, it's great. Because we were talking well, we, about we used, um words. We used to live together. Oh, cool! That would have been a funny house. Yeah, yeah. We we're talking about um, I was talking to him about one of his best jokes that I always think of, and it mentions the term shrapnel for like coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was saying how like you know, oh yeah, because that that gig was in a city, Brisbane, and he's like people here would not know. Yeah, yeah. There's like terms that don't get used anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that joke though. Americans rarely use the word except as an interjection of surprise. I think Wowza. Inspector Gadget used to say wowza. <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, it appears several times in the works of H.L. Mencken. <laughs> in, the, in the same way, the Arcadamian War is more interesting than the fiscal cares of the 400... And the craft of Pericles takes... <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, ...precedence of his abilities as tax collector and wowzer. <laughs> um, Gosh. It, 
Archimedean War. All <laughs> ah, right. Um, in Ocean's 13, Basher, Don Cheadle says to Linus, Matt Damon, you're such a wowser when the latter refuses to buy certain types of magazines. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is, it's, a, it's an old-fashioned word, but I, I, I um, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm not a wowser. But it's weird being a being someone like who with yeah like teetotal yeah it's weird because most people who don't drink or use drugs never have or they either never have or did heaps yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like being someone who doesn't do it anymore p- being around people who like nearly everyone who drinks and uses drugs occasionally wonders about whether they do it too much mm. and being around someone who acknowledged that they did do it too much makes them yeah. sort of makes them sort of think oh do i do it too much yeah and most people don't i was like um i've never really confronted why like like for me it's just how it went like i had kids at a young age and then i always seemed to be driving or yeah but i also thought yeah, like I might do some silly things if I was to be on. So I just haven't. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like the opportunity never arose. Like, yeah. people have asked me. But even that's not. People don't go like. There's no peer pressure to do it. Yeah. People want their drugs. <laughs> yeah. And it's. And it's or did you, did you come across like people trying to get you into it or. No. No, no not really. No. Yeah. I look, I'm. Um, no. Yeah. No. I was. Yeah, I just, I mean, there, there was always, you know, pot going around mm. at the back of the comedy club, you know, and uh, and then I found I just really liked it, you know, and then, and then I did all, all the other kinds <laughs> of drugs as well. Um, but, you know, I just, um, yeah, but it is it is strange. And, 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 and I think it's just, it's probably just a part of me that I never feel, I feel at all times like there's a... Um, an impermeable membrane be- mm. between me and everyone else because, like, you know, I... Well, sometimes, um, again, this might be getting into too deep or anything, but sometimes um, someone will have an incident where it's like, I've got to stop because I crashed the car. or Like, you, yeah. did, did you have anything like that or was more just being a bit of a mess in general? Um, uh, no, there was never a big... I mean, I mean incredibly lucky i did a lot of stupid shit yeah like i used drugs in death penalty countries and yeah well like like, that's something i often hear about is like people kind of like skirting the law a bit and like just getting away and yeah it's um and also you know like if i looked different than i did i certainly wouldn't have gotten away with it you know Mm. like i have a lot of you know like um, well also like like i said i'm just adjacent to drugs i know they're around me i haven't yeah. done it myself but then sometimes i wonder if some of my views are from watching too many movies too and stuff and yeah how close like drug use and supply is in movies to real life yeah yeah because like, i i had a mate who's um a supplier and i always wondered like i'm worried for him because i'm just like what if someone just turns yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. Be, uh, I, it's it, it'd be a nightmare i think um and it's just, um, yeah. For me, the I just stopped because the drug stopped working. I just de- mm. developed such a huge tolerance that uh, you know I was on them all the time. And and you know when I plus had, you're not 
being the person you want to be, really? No, like? and also I've got kids and I, I want to be able to say to my kids, look, I knew that I was, I was doing stuff that was unhealthy and counterproductive and I, I, I wanted to be able to say to my kids, my, you know, my kids, I hope they don't take after me, but if they do, they, they need to know that, hey, you, you've got to be careful. You know, yeah. if you if you if you've inherited that sort of tendency from me, then you might end up dead because I've lost a lot of friends. You know, yeah. like I've, I've got I, I got this um I got this like um, cheap Aldi smartwatch, and it, and um it, and it had like room for like um, contacts, and it had like a hundred room for a hundred phone numbers in it. And um, and I got four hundred phone numbers in my phone, mm-hmm. and then and I was just going through transferring them over, and it, I got to see, and I just had to stop because I was too sad because so many of so many of the people in my phone have died, you know. Yeah, that's really yeah grim. Um, and on that note, yeah, no, um, but in all seriousness, uh, thanks a lot, Greg. Um, yeah. you're like I said, been a been a big uh big hero of mine and big influence on my comedy and life. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think we intended to end so grim like that, but, you know, know, that's... Uh, that's just, that's that's a good, just uh, who I am. That's a good summary of um, what you're all about. <laughs> Life's good and I... No, but I, if you get it... Oh, yeah, like I usually ask people um, if you want to... Is there anything to plug or... Uh, um, definitely check Sully out if you get a chance. If yeah, you come perform. and see me live, you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, you might get the, you might get one of the nude nights. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If no, I'm, those was, those was, if I'm doing an art show. Sealed away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, mate. I appreciate it. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Goxie's having a yarn cause he's got nothing better to do. Goxie's having a yarn and one day he might have one with you.